0: From the SummerSkeet Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Tonight's scheduled guest, Lindenwood head coach Rick Zombo. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at PetersonToyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask hockey shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jet's Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey. At liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next day at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN college hockey west weekly from the summer skate studios presented by behind the mask is a part of the ice time hockey west.com network Here are your hosts scott strandy and paul hornstein
1: all right well welcome in hockey fans uh early again tonight this time for very good reason paul hornstein really enjoyed getting the opportunity to get some early sleep so we're going to do this again tonight, just on uh, Paul's behalf. Scott Strandy with you tonight from uh, Tucson, Arizona, uh, the just outside of the Tucson Arena in that beautiful new parking garage. Um, my co-host, is always, Paul Hornstein, still awake for a little bit longer as he gets that beauty sleep as he always wants uh, out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight?
0: If that's not the biggest load of you know what emoji <laughs> or anything are you oh kidding? I was on a roll I was on a roll are are you, yeah <laughs> um yeah, like like my schedule dictates what we do on this program <laughs> yeah, okay, um, well I told
1: you I told you we were going early eventually, yeah eventually you know, yeah, you. but let's let's
0: let's 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 call it for what it is, okay. You're having the rose petals thrown at your feet at another game where they wine you and dine you.
1: Uh, yeah, this is the AHL, so there will be a meal Whatever. if I get there in time. But Whatever. I, I may not get down there. And, and Coach Berman, Whatever. graciously enough, uh, after I begged him, offered up his office again. Well, that's so. good. Uh, By the, the class, way, once again, class, Yeah.
0: once again, and just in case people don't know, um, the, the the hotel he's staying at has got more square footage than my house
1: does. So don't let him give you this <laughs> state nonsense. Well, the La Quinta, the Wyndham, Wyndham properties, the La Quinta upgraded me to a suite. So, yeah, I'm not going to complain. Not going to complain a bit for that.
0: Stop it. <laughs> just
1: enough is enough. <laughs> oh, Coach Berman gave me his office. Did I mention that? I couldn't get in there tonight. I didn't have enough time to get in there for uh, to do the podcast. But tomorrow night, show I'll be sitting in Coach's chair, probably with my feet up on his desk, and uh, doing the uh, ACHA podcast before the uh, Coachella Valley and uh, the uh, Tucson Roadrunners do business uh, right here at the Tucson Arena. So tonight, yeah, though, it's because... all about NCAA hockey. Right, what? but let's what? let's
0: let's what? let's say what for it is though. The reason you couldn't get into coach berman's office tonight is because they couldn't clear it out for your entourage fast enough
1: (laughs) well i asked him i said hey the rodeo clown's out yet so i can come on in yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's a whole nother story tonight it's ncaa hockey and our guest tonight has got his team ready to go. They've had a couple of weeks of off time and practice time, and now they're going to take on the number one team in the country, the Denver Pioneers. Let's welcome in the head coach from Lindenwood University, Rick Zombo. Rick, you got Scott and Paul with you tonight. Thanks again for joining us and for joining us early so Paul could get his beauty sleep. We always appreciate that.
2: It's my pleasure, you guys. How you been?
0: We're good. Um, Is this like preseason training camp all over again? You guys have been off so long?
2: Uh, no, uh, no. Okay. It, it was not Thanksgiving. Was nice.
0: Yeah.
2: I always try to get my team off Thanksgiving. That's youth, youth hockey players and families never have Thanksgiving off, so it's welcomed and and very appreciative. And it's it's two weeks prior to our school's finals, right. so um, they look forward to that. Hockey wise, it's it's still motor on. Right. Uh, I took that weekend off, but um. It's, it's a good opportunity to go back, self-evaluate. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the last game that we played w- was probably our worst performance that I was in Wisconsin. Um, and, and when that happens, things get magnified uh, with your emotion involved in it. So to take two days off before you really tackle it uh, was beneficial. And it's just <clears throat> we've identified the weaknesses and, and continue on with the improvement at, at all different levels.
0: Was it because? maybe they were looking forward to that uh, Thanksgiving weekend off?
2: It could be. You know, as coaches and and also as parents, we make assumptions. Uh, Players and children usually don't expose, you know, their vulnerability or or real reasons. They might tickle close to it. But all we're doing is making assumptions. Personally, for my team, I I believe we've had to work so hard uh, just to be competitive and it's not only physically but but mentally taxing right and we we came off uh uh three weekends in a road in the atlantic which we were feeling pretty good about uh, then you come back and you play a big 10 opponent and it was a different story we, we were uh in all accounts we were not good okay <laughs> that's putting well, it, <laughs> that's they're putting they're it straightforward
1: in all accounts we weren't good okay let me tell you uh the first thing I have to mention is uh the Pioneers and and you guys will be playing on TSN how cool is that
2: for you guys everybody knows everybody's it's great for the university it's great for recruiting it, it is uh who would have thought you know what I mean like I go back to what I've been telling you guys and everybody I'm so appreciative of these coaches for this opportunity who knows where it comes to you know what i mean like the puck drops you got to play and that's the only focus really as a coach and then this comes on and it's like oh man i know exactly what tsn is all about you know and and you know american players maybe not know um but i'm sure they do know because we got about half and half canadians and americans so it's prime time it's 100 prime time
1: Coach, let me tell you this. I saw an Arizona State take on Minnesota, um, and then I wasn't able to watch Arizona State at Denver, but um, I did see it, you know, via the the uh, stream. <laughs> but anyway, um, I watched them battle a really good team in Minnesota and get a win in overtime. Then I watched them battle a really good team in Denver and nearly pull out an opportunity to uh, at least go to overtime with them. Um, and, and I think the growth. Uh, of Arizona State has been really good. I'm curious to see if you can take anything away from that and learn from that um, as your team gets ready to take on the number one team in the country.
2: The yeah. growth of Arizona State compared to Leonard Wood just starting out, or <laughs> what's it no, like no, because, no, because no, other teams no. played Denver well? <laughs> what are my expectations? Oh. No, I'm,
1: I'm, oh, what, I'm is, oh. what I'm saying is what uh, I'm saying is they they had a game plan. To, uh, to take on Minnesota and Denver. And I'm wondering if there's anything that you can look at and go like, okay, that worked. Maybe we can do that. Or maybe that didn't work. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Or if you're just strictly stricken to the uh, the limited Lions plan.
2: Uh, so I've watched those games um, to, to know going in. I knew before the season even started, let alone who plays previous or who plays after. We don't have the talent to play with Denver University we don't have the talent to play with a lot of the teams. So we've got to make certain that we don't play against ourselves. And that's been a, a primary concern this year uh, because we, we aren't going to get the tie to the runner. Okay. With the officiating, we will not get that. Maybe a lot of it is warranted. Um, maybe it's because we're young. We're not disciplined. Um uh, eventually it has to be a time that there, there's accountability and accountability for your actions. And, you know, we're halfway through the season. We have to eliminate our penalties. So when I say play against ourselves, stuff, we have to el- – those are choices. So we got, we got to make certain that um, we're far more conservative on our approach to the choices. And then make certain it's, – it's real simple. You got to be above the puck. You gotta work hard, and you gotta play five on five. That's pretty. Much, then you, then you really have a fighting chance. To to isolate my players man against man and and run depth of one lineup to the next, it's stupid. Like we don't have a chance. So it, the most important thing is that um, like my players want to play. They're excited. Like they've played against all these players already. Right. Uh, it, it's not for me to say this is our Super Bowl, this is uh, uh, the highlight game across Canada on TSN. No. It has to be a, our focus and, a, and our approach uh, to what individually we have to do. And the most important thing is that we clean up our own discipline.
0: Coach, you know, we've talked about your team a bunch of different times with you and and it's been throughout the, the course of the season, um, even with the, the games in Wisconsin, uh, do, you have a very young team. Could part of
2: this have been to hit a wall? Sure. Early in the season, absolutely. Yeah, Paul, I, I think that's a good analysis. I don't think it's a wall as far as resisting growth right i think it's it's a perfect time to reset even though that they don't know it okay so our three weekends in the atlantic you know we get back early monday morning if not late sunday night and then we travel again on wednesday so we're eliminated on uh practice time even though you practice on the road right um you don't realize how much work you've done until you've taken a break and we had that break. So we come back from Army. We had that break. And even myself, I feel, is like, oh, shush. I'm going to take advantage of this weekend. However, if I knew there are games, I'd just soldier through it. You know what I mean? So not until you take – so we took that break. And then, uh, you know, Wisconsin did not have a good start. You know, they're they in, in – uh, a, a lot of conversation when it comes to the outside media, social media, um, because they're underachieving. That was a really, really good, talented team, but they they just were not connected or, or firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, the weekend that we went in there, Long Island gave a hell of a weekend. Um, but on uh, my team, we needed a break. And, and you don't really we're learning, we're learning through it. You have to take breaks and, and, and I'm aware of it as far as our practice schedule and our, and our workload. Um, but when you have seven, yeah, we got seven freshmen, um, they're learning the routine. That was the part where finals are coming up, you know? And, and for the coach to say, well, you got to get a ahead of your homework and you got to make sure you have a relationship with the teachers. There's no retention on that. You know, right. yeah. Coach, we got that. We got that. But then then it comes down, oh, wow. Like, you got to get to the library early to get, you know, get a study cubicle. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's everything, you know. So um, it's easy for me now to say that I understand it. Three weeks ago, I was like, oh, my God, we need a rebuild. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> where do you start on this? Oh, I don't know. And it took time. You had to take the emotion out. I had to take the emotion out of it. So we've, we've been soldiering through as far as the staff goes um, to, to pay attention to the attainables. And uh, we have to do our job and the players have to play. So uh, a, a lot of the awareness, the tactical awareness, there's also a lot of build up uh, the confidence that mistakes are going to happen. And uh, um, it's it, mistakes aren't a learning situation if you don't recognize it and then have a plan to attack it. So uh, we assist as far as the awareness and also assisting on a plan. Uh, but eventually a player has got to be receptive to it and, and, and do it.
1: Right. Oh, now, John. I mean – you got one more, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say,
0: I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm guessing because once again, I, you know, I'm not there, that it, it's been more of a, a physical thing, you know, because I'm, I'm sure that everybody's coming to, even if they're tired, they still can't wait to get to the rink, right? I mean, even if they're, they're hitting that physical wall,
2: they, they love coming to the rink. They're, they're recognizing how important the summer is okay there's a difference between working out and training training you have a purpose now our guys have played against finally two athletes you know it's you're not training for the beach it's not for the football like they know how to train to be successful right so when the guys come and they you know you see them we all cross paths and everybody's structure is pretty similar you know hockey players look like light bulbs right um but from the knees to the armpits uh, they comment on how solid the players are and how strong they are on the stick uh so again it's been made aware to them you know what i mean like you give them a training plan but not until uh they recognize how useful this is going to be doesn't mean that they're that punctual and, and realistic when i when i say before you go to bed hit the push-ups train while the opponents are are sleeping these words don't register
0: right well that's kind of the learning experience right i mean you have to go through it to understand it
2: exactly especially especially this you know before it's like oh the You'll be a good hockey player if you, uh, you know, bail Hayes. You know, so oh, <laughs> we're, we don't have a farm that's close to us. Now I'm, I'm stuck. You know, my neighbor went to Vic Tanny. No, you, you have to know what's necessary, and each player is different. Their body composition is different, uh, but also there's a responsibility in the role that they set themselves to be better, right? So if if, if you're a, a motor line, so if you're from 7 to 12 on, as far as forwards, you got to make certain that you're physically strong because you're playing a lot of ice time. Not only are you dependable on marking against the opponent's better teams, but also if you chip in some goals, then you stay at that third line, right? Um, if you're a fourth line and you're only getting eight minutes a game, you're missing out on game Conditioning, so you got you got to train even more. And it, it, it's usually you know they call it the black aces. You know the fourth line doesn't play a whole lot—six, eight minutes. No special teams. They're missing out on a game getting in shape. So you got to ride the bike even more. So if the coach says you do twenty, you know you got to figure, man. I'm missing out on fifteen minutes of really competitive ice. You got to ride another forty. They they need to be told that. Right. Okay. They need to be told that. You know, you got you got power power play guys. Um, they make mistakes and they go back out there, right? So they they haven't. There's a tremendous amount of stress on on a power play uh, player uh, once they're willing to handle that responsibility. Otherwise, it's just uh, perceived as ice time. So uh, unless they understand how to handle the responsibilities and the necessity of them to execute, there's no stress in a power play. Can you imagine if you're a stretch guy in a breakout? Like you only have to skate 85 feet. Man, that's nothing.
1: (laughs) Coach, let me tell you, uh, the last couple of weeks I've had a chance to see some of your old competition, the ACHA guys. I saw um, Canisius, I saw Oregon, I saw San Diego State, I saw UNLV, I saw Liberty uh, in the last couple of weeks and um two things number one is they're all commenting about man i didn't think lindenwood is going to be able to score like they are at the ncaa level that's first and secondly is they all have a little jump in their step now more than i've seen in the past because they're going like hey if lindenwood can do this maybe there's a chance for us Uh, does that put a feather in your cap or don't you really care
2: no i know well I could say I don't care, but I do. I'm you know, I'm aware of it. I root for the ACHA. Uh I won't play the card on them because like there's a lot of value to learning your craft. When I was in the ACHA, everybody thought that they could beat us. And I was aware of it, but it, it didn't it didn't affect my day. You know what I mean? Uh, of course, there's people that are gonna jump on a wagon. It's not even a bandwagon. We've won four games. Uh we score goals. We've always tried to score goals, so there, there's there's a difference in uh, defending and defending with the puck. There's a lot of patience and teach, teaching that's necessary, and and maybe we use the ACHA for one year uh, to build confidence in that craft, which we did. I mean, we did, um, and then we're sticking to it because the players I recruit like to play that way fans like to watch that and i like to coach it so you know um playing with the puck is you know there, there there's more of an art to being productive in scoring goals and playing to score goals than there is just the counter punch and defend i mean you, you know when in the 70s when it read when the red army the Soviet red army was so good everybody go yeah they put six guys in the crease. No, they had one, Trechiak, and uh, <laughs> the rest were allowed to do something other than the norm. And I think I mentioned to you guys, I mean, if you want to be really, really a 1% do something that nobody's done before, you know, don't follow somebody else's path. And, you know, defending is, is a piece of cake. Too bad it's not like football where every seven seconds, now, you know, you get to real line. You got to teach the players. So I I get the ACHA and I hope they do well. A couple of the schools that you mentioned, you know, I'm familiar with. Um, But you got to do the work, whether you're a player or a coach, you got to do the work. It just just doesn't happen overnight.
0: Coach, let me. Because I, I, these are the, the measurements that, that I look at. Um, what's the one area that, um, as you look back on the first half of the season or so, uh, we started at point A, and I didn't expect us to get to this point so fast. It, was, is there any aspect of the team's game uh, that has that improved faster than you thought?
2: Oh, we mentioned goal scoring, but, right. but my defense, um, my defense, I've got four freshmen and two sophomores that are playing right. and playing a lot, right. you know, so they're playing close to 20 minutes. So they're also responsible players on special ice. They're doing extremely well. And it it is uh, um, when you're playing against very, very talented teams. um you can get mesmerized by the puck right and my players are our defensemen are becoming more comfortable just not with the speed but being able to s- look past the obvious okay so in a game there's nonstop snapshots snap, understand you, you know you got to know how they tie their skates, how they tape their stick, is he righty, lefty? Like you pick you pick this up. And it's simple for me to coach my left D and to the quiz them on, on the right wings. They come across them a lot. So you, there's you have to pick that up. And, and those snapshots help you in making a proper judgment when there's a choice be made. Seeing is something that we work really hard uh, daily with my players. Uh, seeing defensively or and offensively uh there's retention but before we get to the seeing any retention i ask them to touch their chin to their shoulders you got to move your head like if you can train yourself to get your head off the puck it's amazing how your vision gets bigger and, and then as you build up to using your peripheral vision on that puck. That's hard to do. But but once you train yourself, it's easy. you got a black biscuit on a white background. It stands out like a, like a sore thumb. But that type of, of stuff allows you to be ahead of the play. And, and not everybody can think too many plays ahead. I just ask them to look through the obvious and be ahead of the play. It's amazing what a difference that makes in the internal clock of a player. It actually comforts them. So in hockey terms, it slows the game down for them. And that's what allows my defensemen to do what they do. You know, like, like when we started out, I had a defenseman that won the uh, sponge award for college hockey. SpongeBob, whatever it's called. He won it back to back. And, you know, so that's nice the first time. Right. And he rode the social media way. After that, I should go, you can't win this again. Like, you're stupid if you're getting hit all the time. It's called a tick. You got to get there before, you, right? So, um, you know what I mean? Like, he's a freshman. He's enjoying this. It's great. A lot of attention. Now, back to back, no, that's not right. So, you know, it's it's hard when you're taking such an appeal and, and so much attention away from play, players. And, and that's why I say I become their adversity in, 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 in little small anecdotes like this. Right, gets a lot of attention. I go, that can't happen again. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm the idiot. I'm the bad guy. yeah. But then you go, go into the teaching. So our our defense, I'm really happy with, and our scoring has been really good too. Like it it doesn't seem like it because like we average 18 uh, minutes uh, a game in penalties. That's a that's a a third of the game. So it's just not the it's not the heavy workload on a goal in the PKs. It's my high end players that want to score a roosting on the bench, right. you see? So the numbers might not look good in comparison to the rest of college hockey, but they only have two-thirds of a game to play. You see what I mean? Right. So I'm actually really happy with it.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. You're making the trip to Magnus again. You were there last year. Um, When you go there this year, What's the game plan what What do you want to do, or what do you think you have to do well to uh to take away a little bit of what Denver offers?
2: Well it, it is uh we know we're not going to be acclimated to the altitudes, okay. Um, I've talked enough to the Blues staff and how they do it before they go into the AVs, and we don't have that time or the budget you know to do that uh for, for me to make certain that there's extra conditioning on our players. Yeah, I'm not going to do that either. There's far much more teaching, and and we also have a strength coach. Uh, playing five on five um, makes our game presentable. Uh, when when it comes to uh, presentable, uh, I m- I mean competitive. So if you're going to chase the game, if you're going to get down early, you got a problem. So it's it, it's <clears throat> making certain that you can accumulate consecutive shifts without a distressed skate and also feel the puck. And I say that because I know last year, we didn't feel the puck, (laughs) like we didn't feel the puck. Uh, Feeling the puck is great for self-esteem. The longer a player has a puck on a stick, the better they feel about themselves. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the right play. It doesn't mean that it has to be on a stick for five seconds, 10 seconds. It's got to return to him or, or the offense has to go through them. So feeling the puck is extremely important. So so to think that we're going to play talent for talent, that's not happening. Our game plan doesn't change. we got to do it collectively and we've got to make certain the responsibilities are, are, are understood in our tactics, but we have to feel the puck to feel good about ourselves. You, you don't get tired playing offense. You get tired playing defense and we're going to have enough opportunities to defend. Uh, We got to make certain that uh, we're not assisting in that process because we have to be aware of, we want the puck. We got to get into the puck, you know?
1: Right. Well,
0: here's a situation, coach, where you guys did play that exhibition game last year and not, and you have players on your team that either were in that exhibition game or between transfers and so forth. You've had guys that have played at Denver. Does it make it easier this time around? Because you can say it, and and, and we know as coaches, you can say things until you're blue in the face. About keeping in this particular instance short shifts, but when it comes from their teammates, does it ring differently?
2: Yes, it should, and it definitely should. It, it is um, the players always have a better relationship with their teammates. Um, they will be able to pass that on. There's no preparation. There's no preparation for uh, the high altitudes if you're not uh, acclimated to it. But but you will find your legs eventually right but i'm so right,
0: but I'm talking about'm of you know the the just because it it has to start with in in the head because between the ears you have to be much more aware of keeping your shifts to a a shorter time at least until you get acclimated later in the game no-
2: Co- correct, yeah, so it, it makes it easier because the guys really know. Okay, they really know uh, the effects. My team is better than last year's team. Denver's team, I'm assuming, is better than last year's team. They're, like you, it depends if you want to look at the glass half full or the glass half, half empty. We played them in October. We were an exhibition tune-up game for them last year. This year is December. You look at the competition that they've played all year and and how close they. You know, those Duluth games were amazing to watch. You know, so that's a better team now you go what do they got two or three guys with usa that won't be in the lineup yeah okay well their depth is (coughs) yeah tremendous yeah you know we're we're healthy we're fortunate we're healthy we're fortunate we've uh played um together uh to this point um now now it comes into uh, again we have a long-term plan. However, the adversity that's in front of us is going to be Denver. And and we still don't have any kind of expectations. We might have increased the expectation a little bit because we surpassed the outside world's expectation. Um, but an ex- exhibition game last year compared to a legit game, oh, man, you know, they're definitely going to be right. Uh, like, in our game last year, Savoy and Brink, We're sitting in the stands for the third period, you know, like they didn't need them. And it was like, it was next, is a tune-up game for them. This is, this is legit. So, you know, it's it's similar. Like we're in Minnesota, like uh, in Saturday's game, you know, I saw four lines coming out with 7D. Then all of a sudden we get the lead. And now all of a sudden I just three, three lines. (laughs) there's a big difference, you know, how you're coaching a game. Big difference.
0: Uh, Is this just, I mean, you, you probably do this normally, but do you just kind of go in and tell your players, just win your shift and we'll worry about the next one with the next shift.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, everybody says that. Right. Uh, we, we take the time to, to really, um, educate, Inside of those words. Okay. It's like anybody could see that a goal is scored. You have to see why the t- defenseman uh, turned the wrong way, why, what, what made it made that, that choice. It's, it's very similar to the preparation um, of these guys prior to, and it's just not justifying my position or my staff's position. It, it it's making certain they really, we're in a process. So, the past week we've had our players coach it sounds stupid but they coach and when we, we talked about it earlier when players know each other way better than i know them okay something that comes out of like we were talking about our freshmen that were in denver can they relate something to our team now okay this is what i what i mean by our players coach we have them educate our team on PK. They talk about power play. When you could actually verbalize and teach, okay, not only does it really help with uh, the retention for yourself, but exudes tremendous confidence. And with that confidence, not only you play better, but your teammates play better. Okay. So it's it's one thing to say, you guys got to talk. You got to ask for the puck. Well, everybody says that. We get into the necessity of it, you know, or the why. And because it doesn't matter how much time my staff and myself spend on coaching. The players don't get it or have no purpose to do it. Then I've wasted some really quality time that I could do some fun things during. So. It's not taking my workload off. It is assisting our players in the retention and building their confidence in, in a direction other than that-a-boy, pat on the back, Gucci-goo, you know, grab by the – you know what I mean? Like, right. it, it's really <clears> – <throat> there's a disparity in, in uh, ability between Denver and us. But eventually, it comes down to confidence. If you believe, it's amazing what your body will go through. So it is assisting in the process of believing. And these kids now have zero coping skills compared to 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So to, tr- to assist them in adversity, the most important thing is to get them to believe in themselves, that's confidence, without being phony. Yeah, like right. if you're phony one time, you'll never get You'll never get that player back. So it, it's it, like, if, I'm not a shrink. I'm, I just, we talk and my coaches talk, you know, like all, all the information's on, on, on the web, you know, my players, get a, they can watch themselves in practice. Um, they can watch themselves in games. It's, it's all accessible to them. Um, some retain it better than others and others. You really haven't, uh, organized their pride priorities. Coach, I, want ask you,
1: I want to ask you about um a little bit off of this team in the future because paul and i were talking about some of the schools in our coverage area made a big deal about the early, early signing period some did not um, you guys uh got quite a few guys coming in um can you talk a little bit about your recruiting and how that's going and how excited you are for this talent that's coming in because it i look at some of these guys on paper and they're pretty darn good coach
2: Yeah, they're really good. No, they're really good. Um, Recruiting has been really good for us. It has been a firm believer that in any college sport, 70 80% is all about recruiting. Um, We've had a head start on building database, watching games. We've got the software now that alleviates an awful lot of time. Um, But I'm good at selling myself. University is good at selling itself. And when you have a history of putting a good product out, and I know it's the first year, but I'm talking about my history as a coach, my integrity as a player, all the above. Um, it's a complete package that a parent has to rubber stamp that they're familiar with Not my successes in hockey, but who I am as far as a player. And that when I say that he's in good hands, they know he's in good hands. So we have a 95% success rate on committing players when they have their campus visits, which is a face-to-face. These Zoom calls aren't too far off, um, other than the handshake. And and all the information on our school is, is on the internet. So they do their homework. We knew exactly uh, what the plan is. We're very happy with our commitments. We had a commitment yesterday, extremely happy with. We got two commitments uh, this morning on our long-term plan, and we got one tomorrow. If we could solidify tomorrow, our recruiting is done for the fall of uh, 23. Um, Finding players, it's not challenging, you know. Um, closing the deal is challenging. So in in all sales, both sides have to be happy. And I guarantee you that we've put in a considerable amount of work on the players that we committed, which probably pales in comparison to the homework they did on us. It's really important to us that we get the right players and we're, and we're so happy about it because this season has been competitive in the recruiting world. That makes sense. Like, yeah, well, yeah, like I, my freshman, my freshman March is when we had a chance to go out and uh, actually make contact and talk to players. Now, uh, it, it's a competitive market.
0: Well, the, 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 now, obviously, it, it it's changed, I'm sure. But how much less time are you spending now than you were, say, six months ago? where you're 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 introducing yourself and you don't have to explain that you guys that the school has a team
2: anymore oh correct oh
0: correct how much of that is you know how much of that is dissipi- dissipated and or, or is the hockey world just so small that everybody knows
2: no no you no. uh it has changed dramatically because uh now that we've got games now that we have a season now that we have a social ma- uh, media presence uh it, it's changed dramatically um and, it, and it's funny because when we, when we uh declared that we're going to division one in march right crazy my phone crazy so many agents so many <laughs> friends past acquaintances i mean crazy and, and the big question is do you really know me? Do you know what I'm recruiting? Do you know about Linda. Wood? You, you got to know, okay? And now it's different. Now the good agents are reaching out. Now the good junior coaches are reaching out. Now, you know, it's a two-way street. We reach out to them. We, we It's everything, like our schedule is strictly... Uh, done by relationships recruiting and, and vetting players is done by relationships uh closing players is done by us me my staff and our school that that's the most important thing to recruit and build a database if, if you don't get them you've wasted your time it's not good right but 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 I we haven't changed a bit as far as we got a blueprint. We 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 know what we're doing. And then it's a matter of are we fortunate to get the players that they will succeed in their own game, but also what we're doing, you know. Um and to venture into the uh the long game as far as recruiting. We just did that today. I'm very happy with it.
1: Okay, so so let me ask you this on and kind of my last question here. Um, when you look at the long-term prospects, and Paul and I debate this uh, every single week, um, independence versus conference and the importance of it and how soon, and um, as you have a chance to look at it now that you're midway through your first year in NCAA hockey, are you thinking that a conference is going to be essential down the road or is it um, maybe a luxury down the road or independent? How long can you stay there? Just just kind of what's your overview on that after you've uh, played half a season?
2: Oh, I, I think that our athletic director and myself, we want a conference, but we want a conference that's going to benefit Linwood University. So we want a conference. Uh, the, the number one thing that all businesses look at is the bottom line. So geographically, it's got to be reasonable. Well, St. Louis is right in the middle. And we have the NC, HC, and we have the CCHA. Yeah. Perfect. Um, just because that's what would be nice to us doesn't mean that it's going to work. But it, everything comes into the budget. It also assists in scheduling. Scheduling is an a- absolute nightmare. <laughs> As an independent, and especially new kid on the block, There's a lot of concessions that you have to accept to assist in building a relationship. Um, And it's crazy where we're at now as far as our 23-24 schedule, how that's built. we got 32 games already, and and we're actually on 24-25 right now. On the hockey side, we know how hard it was for my staff to put it together. The athletic director loves the fact that we have a considerable amount more home games and also our travel has been reduced substantially. But that doesn't help us join a league unless the politicking is done and done for the right reason. You know what I mean? Like there's, what do they say? There's a truth and then there's law. Okay, so (laughs) the law says that CCHA would be great for us. It's going to really help our bottom line, competitive teams. But the truth is, maybe somebody doesn't want us in there. Right. I don't know. You know, so, uh, athletic director is, uh, that's what he gets paid to do and that, that's what he works at. And, and I've got to live within, you know, the budget that he assigns us. And, uh, but it would help scheduling dramatically. Playoffs, the importance of playing for something. Um, and a q, all the above uh, would be outstanding, but you know,
0: well, first of all, you, as you as you know you know your geography better than Scott does, <laughs> uh, you guys are in the middle, <laughs> yes. and nobody can say it's too hard to get to St. Louis. That's for darn sure. correct. Um, the, the the other question is uh, I, I'm not looking for specifics, but you'll get double digit home games next year, no? Yes, we've got that already. Okay. I was just checking. I just you no, know, I obviously is, I don't expect you to get in specifics, but yeah. uh teams <laughs> gotta start going there too. I mean
1: I gotta know. get let me get one last in to follow up this because Rick Rick kinda gave me an open here. Um coach, I was talking to to Coach Powers and then I talked to Paul and then we talked to other people and I say, um, when you have a talented roster of players and you keep building better and better players and you're playing without a conference and we look at where asu is at right now just being totally honest uh they probably have to win out if they want to get into the national tournament and if that's the case they have to go 20-0 and 0, which we all think is almost next to impossible if not impossible but but do the players react to that i know you're young enough your team is young enough now where they understand where they're at but you do, do you concern yourself with that down the road like Maybe guys are a little worried that the season could be over in January because they don't have a conference?
2: No, um, I I, I try not to be judgmental. I I believe that uh, today's society is all about me and I and a reflection and and really not being accurate with what that reflection is telling them. I I think it's all about a short-term gain. Uh, to win a national title, not unless you've won a championship do you realize the residuals that come with that, okay? If you haven't gone through the process of what it takes with a team to win a title, you really don't know, other than the fact that potentially three more weeks of playing hockey, which I think those three more weeks give them a better opportunity for more eyes on them for what the future holds. Are you going to earn a paycheck playing a game that you love or you're not? For me, our schedule that we have, if you play in the Big Ten, if you play the top 20s, um, the NCHC, you have almost any every NHL team in the house watching. So... For us to have one NHL draft pick, it doesn't matter. My players have an opportunity to prove people wrong and back up maybe what their feelings are, maybe what they verbalize that they're better than somebody that's been selected. It's it's it could be really powerful uh, for a player to play that game that perhaps called a chip on your shoulder. You got something to prove. So being an independent. Knowing that these teams that that have conference can only play ten uh, independent games, it allows us the luxury of playing these really good teams, high visibility programs, hundred year history. Where if if you're locked into a conference, you might not even come close to the amount of attention that my players are getting. So far, we're only halfway through. Right. Well,
0: uh, and. I'll say this, in defense of that question, um, this is the first season. I mean, th- th- that that
1: that's got a. Okay, hold on a minute. A You're defending the question, Rick answered well, it perfectly the way I thought well, he would.
2: Because here, hold guys, on guys, I'm going to tell you, we're, 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 talk, we're talking. My athletic director is talking to the big league there, just west of us. Right. Uh, we're looking at collectives. I mean, we're like, lo- like MLIs or I mean NILs yeah. I mean it's it's stupid what's going on at Lindenwood <laughs> and it's all it's, nobody knows you no, know my, what I mean
1: my point though is Rick and you hit it right on the head and this is what uh, Coach Powers tells me too and and I think you guys are on lockstep and it is uh they he sells it and you're selling it the same way there's eyeballs on you that you can't get necessarily in a conference even in the nchc for example you're not going to get a chance to play the amount of different teams with eyeballs like you said and i think if i were a coach that's how i'd sell it to my players is like hey you know you might not get to the national tournament but you're going to get a ton of eyeballs and a ton of opportunity
2: uh maybe i ought to try that at my recruiting I, i'd be better <laughs> at recruit. I, See, you know what there we go we never I just gave you something <laughs> guys we never get asked what conference will you go into in any recruiting call that is never ever asked
1: i love it absolutely I, love that, it. does that, that answer that, your that, question that yeah that's awesome. i was hoping you that
2: would answers say. it we've that's never awesome. been asked
0: that but i have to tell you for scott and i that's boring because we love speculating <laughs> on all this stuff.
2: No, oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's like, like dude, what's great about college hockey? You look at the rankings changing. There's there twelve of those teams are going up and down and back and forth, and it is amazing games to watch. Am- amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you know, before you know, we we get to the end here. I, I, that's a question I was going to ask you because obviously you. You've seen all these teams, um, and I know you're going to play at Denver this week. Um, have have Denver and, as I like to call them, that other maroon and gold team that you opened up the season with, uh, is it? Have, have they really? Have they separated themselves from the rest of, of college hockey this year, or is that just my imagination?
2: Well, I, I think Nyez is, is absolutely dynamic. It's an NHL player playing with children. At this college level, he's that good. The kid Cooley is absolutely dynamic. Wait till wait till Phoenix gets uh, Cooley next year. <laughs> this kid is dynamic. Um, you know, it's. I don't. I don't think that uh, the goaltending has been great in Minnesota. Right. Um, I think that well, they play different than Michigan. Both right. of them play different than Wisconsin. Uh, and my scouting report from you scott is that denver's faster than they were last year <laughs> they you are know? and and put your eyes yeah, on 34 are. because yeah, they are
1: Car- carter carter oh. mazer can shoot the puck uh like an nhl uh playing with children so watch okay. out for 34. <laughs> and i'll good. give you another hint i'll yeah. give you another hint i'm already calling him hobie his name oh, is stop. his it name talks, is aiden thompson talks. he's a freshman and uh he plays on a line with the fastest player in college hockey uh, Jared Wright, and uh, just keep your eye on that group as well. There's my scouting report. 34-7-18. and 18. Uh, Mark those <laughs> down right now.
2: Hold <laughs> on. Oh, oh, let, let me get my pencil out. Let me start my scouting. Hold on. Yeah, because he hasn't looked at Denver at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine? Hey, okay, now we're going to flip the script. Oh. Can you imagine me trying to put together a PK for that team? <laughs> like, Seriously. Don't let them have uh, the puck. Oh, stay out <laughs> yeah. of the box. Yeah, yeah, that's my PK. That's well, that, that helps. Believe me. That oh. Helps. And then their personnel is changing around and you know, due to USA, it's like, oh man. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> they pass to the right guy at the right time. Who cares?
0: Uh I just I just I hate encouraging you, Scott, because then he he just keeps going, Rick. I just can't. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, Just watch out for Hobie Thompson. That's all I'm telling
2: you. Okay, time out. You know what? I'm really going to out-coach him. Uh, We're going to match up. We're going to watch out. There you (laughs) go. I I, I can go up and down the lineup. Watch out. Watch out. Yeah,
0: watch out for this line. Oh, watch out for that one, too, and the one after that and the next one.
1: I'm, I'm gonna tell you not not to take away from the three guys that went to uh, USA hockey but but that that doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> no no it, it doesn't matter it, it is so I said last year I had the best seat in the house, the best ass whooping. <laughs> I'm sure not expecting an ass whooping this coming weekend um but that's why you go to work and keep going you to know, work keep going to work.
1: Can I tell you who took your seat from last year? Uh, Greener and Raboni at UNLV because they felt it, they felt the wrath this year.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it, watching video doesn't do justice. I mean, no, it doesn't do no. justice. Like, I said that after watching Cooley on the ice. I'm like, oh man, and, and, and how, how about go to Michigan with Hughes? Oh, like, like, <laughs> it's not fair, they're that good. <laughs> like, like, college hockey fans have to watch these kids, they're that good. Yeah, I watched Cooley do the old uh, lacrosse-style
1: goal, and I asked, uh, I asked uh, the goaltender, T.J. Semptenfelter, I said, what were you thinking when Cooley was behind the net? He goes, how fast can I get my head to the corner?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's classic. It, it's cl- and now with uh, the camera angles and, and uh, social media, I mean, we're not doing enough selling those kids. Those kids are that good.
1: Totally agree with you, Coach. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks for coming on early with us. Uh, good luck in Denver this and I wish I could be there. Unfortunately, uh, duty calls out west, so I will get back that way, and I will se- definitely see you on my birthday
2: in Arizona. Oh, yeah. Okay. Checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> He's heard oh, that don't before. even tell me that. That's a selfless He's- plug. He's heard that, <laughs> yeah. Recently, <laughs> uh, hey, hey. By the way, Paul, you have a good weekend Thanks. too. <laughs> Did you write down on your calendar when Scott's birthday? Was? Um,
1: <laughs> his birthday's right after. Yeah, it's it's, look it's
0: pretty, out. pretty close, so I, uh,
2: I, I got no news choice. for you. you. You better not miss out on uh, Valentine's Day for Terry Scott. It's not
1: no, no, I <laughs> no, won't we'll miss out on that. Yeah. won't we'll miss right. out on that. All right, All right guys. Thank now. you. Yep, thank you. Have bye a bye. good weekend. Safe travels. All right, bye, bye all right uh, that was the head coach from the lindenwood lions rick zamba always a great guest we love having him on we love when he takes time to join us uh paul and i are going to hear from a few of our partners and then we'll come back to wrap up another episode of uh the great college hockey west weekly it's back college hockey west weekly we'll be right back
0: Passion, talent development NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras.
2: And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey.
0: Oh, my goodness
2: gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey.
0: wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. From
1: the nation's best college hockey conference,
0: Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303 943 three seven seven two
1: all right welcome back in hockey fans indeed it is college hockey west weekly it's back it's a tuesday night show it's uh it's the perfect way to bring it back with a guy like rick zombo scott strandy with you in tucson arizona tonight in the parking lot just outside of tucson arena paul hornstein my longtime co-host hanging out in that palatial estate on long island new york Probably got his feet up. He's got a summer skates on, got a land shark in one hand, and uh, probably going to watch about 15 different hockey games over the next three days. Uh, anyway, Paul. <laughs> I do have my summer skates on. Nice. Nice. That's about the only thing you got right. But oh, okay. I do have those, yeah. Anyway, um, it, th- you know, this is what I want Tuesday nights to be, Paul. I want it to be just bring a guest on and let's just talk hockey because we can do the scores and the numbers and all that stuff on Monday and Sunday night. And uh, Tuesday nights, when we want to have, we want to be the magazine, as I told you today, where, or it's uh, an open book. And is there anybody that's more of an open book than one Rick Zombo? Oh, it's great. I mean, you know,
0: just he he doesn't hold back and it's great. And and sometimes we have to prod people to to get them to open up. Sometimes it might take two or three visits to the show. Before they, you know, truly relax, um, and we don't have to worry about that with, with 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 Coach Zombo. Not not even. No, he, he kind of takes over the
1: show towards the end. I got to fight to get the microphone back. Well, well, he's <laughs> smart to keep it from you. I mean, that's. <laughs>
0: I mean, geez,
1: he liked my scouting report. I like that. I yeah, well, report. so watch out for 34, 18, right. 7 Very in depth. Well, listen, <laughs> uh, people would—I—I I, I
0: guarantee you—if you gave people a choice, who you want, who who, who they wanted to hear from, it certainly not you and I.
1: But would you not want to play for that coach if you had the opportunity and he came knocking at your door? And and we have a seventeen-year-old Paul Hornstein out there that can can blow people away on the ice and and there's a knock on the door and it's rick zombo and he sits down and says hey i want you to come play for me would you not want to play for him between him chris mayotte i mean david carl's got his own style coach powers has his style and all of our coaches have their own style but boy, I mean there's a couple of guys that get you fired up and, and Chris Mayotte, you just listen to him for a few minutes and you're like ready to okay, sign me up. I don't care. Well listen. We have- <laughs> and then you got Rick Zombo who can just like flat out bring it. I mean, right. he doesn't he doesn't have to fire you up. You you listen to a couple of words and you are fired up. Well, and this is not certainly not a knock on
0: anybody, but we have two camps of, of coaching personalities shall we say um on one side you have mayot zombo and the czar and then and it's no once again it's no disrespect to shasby or largen or 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 david carl or, or greg powers uh they're just different personalities
1: yeah and you're right you put them in two categories and you're 100 percent correct i mean uh that that would be the way it is and and you look at one of them david carl is the defending national champion and and asu having one of their best years ever in one of their toughest seasons and then and then you look on the other side and you got what zombo's doing which i'm telling you everywhere i go paul they go can you believe what lindenwood is doing and can you believe what they're doing scoring wise and uh, we always thought rick zombo's team would be defensive and and here they are scoring all these goals and in ncaa hockey and you know that's what it is but Anyway, uh, well, I got to go see Joey Decord. He just got on the ice. Yeah, I know. Like I said,
0: or like he said, um, if you could separate the numbers and look at the Lindenwood numbers five on five as compared to the rest of the numbers, you can see what he's talking about. I mean, uh, you know, there's lots of teams, especially with the schedule that they play. That if you're not playing five on five, you're killing yourself,
1: uh, yeah, so. without a doubt, yeah, the other thing that I really liked, and I'm glad I was able to get the question asked, and that he answered it the way he did, is that you know me, I've been concerned about these independents and how they're going to keep their guys excited, right. and he hit it right on the head. you know, where in the world are you going to be able to play in front of every n h l scout uh you know as a conference team, you know they'll they'll come see you if you're really good. But if you're an independent, you can put yourself in the Atlantic, in the Big Ten, in uh, other independents, in the NCHC. You can play all over, and uh, get a lot of eyeballs on you. So I I get that, and like he said, a hundred percent. If you haven't been on a championship team, you don't even know what it's like. So you don't no. even know what you're missing yet.
0: Right. And 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 here's and just I know if this is this is almost Monday night like, but Lindenwood uh, – power play uh top 15 penalty kill not so much yeah
1: penalty kill and, and that's where your experience comes into though, Paul if you've if you got experienced guys that have been there done that um that's where the penalty kill helps you uh and and the, the championship teams have experienced penalty killers or at least have guys that know what their role is i mean you look right. at denver you know what you're going to get out of that penalty kill. And they know exactly what their intended intent is out there. Same right. way with Arizona state. I, I think both of them are really good on the penalty kill. Um, and, and I haven't looked closely at, at the rest of the teams, but, but I know that that's a factor. And I think that's what Rick's going through right now. is just getting his guys accustomed to, Hey, we're man short, but that doesn't matter. We, we can still clear the puck. We can still do the right thing with the puck. Yeah. So, all right, take it away, my friend.
0: All right, from the Summer Skates Studios, Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Weekly. It's brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where unlimited your way lets you choose the right plan for each member of your family. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, it's three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard and our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury and Suites, an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel at druryhotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Topgolf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. Go to your local Topgolf center or go to Topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University. Hockey education and faith with equal passion at Liberty.edu. Buy M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. And buy College Hockey Inc. College Hockey West Weekly, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IceTime Hockey West.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at your favorite platform. Search, subscribe, rate, and review ITHSW podcasts—all one word. Once again, that's I-T-H-S-W Podcasts, all one word. Behind the masks, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com
1: network. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions as they prepare to take on the number one team in the country and defending national champion Denver Pioneers this weekend at Magnus Arena. Uh, for joining us tonight, taking some time out of his busy schedule. I know they just came off a couple weeks off, but it's always busy in college hockey. It never, it never slows down. So uh, big thanks to to Rick Zombo for uh, joining us tonight. Tomorrow night uh, we will be early again, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, as my co-host likes to say. It'll be the uh, GM of Oregon Hockey, Craig Thornton, joining Stephen Marsh and myself. So tune in for that, and I will be in coach berman's office tomorrow i think doing the podcast so yeah how's that whatever putting my feet up on the desk uh, i shouldn't say that he's probably listening then he'll probably know now that i'm gonna put my feet up on his did. desk but whatever uh, there's no rodeo clowns in there he's chased them all out now uh so it's back to uh hockey office and uh we'll say good night little roger klein the peacemaker good night everybody